Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 157 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are listening in to this week's episode. It's been wonderful weather where I am, so I've been out enjoying the last of the sunshine. No longer summer, but still sunshine, so I've been out enjoying that. Now, today we're continuing our conversations that we've been having lately about motivating our team because I keep getting more questions about it, guys. Uh, I keep getting asked questions about motivating people. You keep telling me that it's one of your key frustrations or pain points when it comes to your people. So um, today I wanted to chat to you actually about the mistakes that I keep seeing business owners and leaders and managers within small businesses make when it comes to motivating their people. And I think it's it's really tough because as business owners and as you know people leaders, we've always got the best intention when we're trying to motivate people. I mean, the, the, the clients that I work with, the business owners that are inside People Powered HR and that are part of my Power Boss coaching programs, they want to look after their people. There is a true desire to do the right thing by people, to nurture people. And when they're wanting to motivate them, they truly are really wanting to motivate them. Like there's a really positive intent there. And yet we seem to consistently fall into patterns of going about it the wrong way or approaching things in a way that we think will motivate people, but just don't. And I've been doing this kind of work showing my age here for almost 20 years and I've come to the realization that I keep seeing the same mistakes come up over and over and over again and in the, a lot of the work I do I'm talking one-on-one with with people like with my clients and so I'll I'm often repeating myself, saying the same thing to different clients over and over. And I see the light bulbs and the epiphanies come when I share some of these things that I see, these mistakes that, as I said, absolutely not their intent. And I'm sure not your intent as well when you are making these mistakes. But like in anything in business, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, You know, when I learn about other aspects of business, you know, marketing or something like that, some of the things that people share blow my mind because they're not, I'm not in that world. I'm not doing that day in, day, that day out. And what is simple and obvious to them is not simple and obvious to me. And it's the same when it comes to our people. So in today's episode, I thought I'd share with you three of the most common mistakes. Or if mistakes isn't a word that you love, because no one wants to make mistakes, right? Because like we're back at school. The most common roadblocks to success when it comes to motivating our people, the things that are holding us back when it comes to successful motivation. So are you ready to hear what they are? Let's dive in. There's three common mistakes I'm going to share with you today. We're going to unpack them all in a little bit of detail. But at the high level, the mistakes are that we fail to provide clear goals and expectations, and I'm going to unpack what we tend to do in a moment, that we micromanage, 
and that we focus solely on monetary value-based rewards. And we've spoken a bit about that recently on the podcast. So let's unpack them one by one. So the first common roadblock or mistake that I see business owners make over and over and over and over again, and I think we are guilty of this as small business owners more than in a big corporate environment, is that we fail to provide clear goals and expectations. Now, this can show up in a few ways. I sometimes see this show up with uh, managers or bosses that don't want to be a boss. They're very reluctant to take on that boss role. In fact, there's a business that I dealt with recently and I was talking to the owner and she was the owner of the business and it's a small team. And I said, well, it's your business. So you need to make this decision. And she was totally taken aback by that concept. She's like, oh, no, no, no. No, I'm going to get the team involved in this decision. No, no, no. This is your business. You need to make this decision. So sometimes we have that concept we we don't want to be the boss it's uncomfortable for us to be the boss and we want to include people in everything that we do and um sort of have them we kind of make decisions by committee rather than by the decision maker that needs to make decisions and when we're that kind of boss we aren't very good at setting clear goals and expectations sometimes we feel like we're being bossy when we do that, or we're being too direct, or we want our people to contribute and collaborate. And if we set goals and expectations, they won't be able to do that. I can tell you none of that is further from the truth. The truth is when our employees don't understand what's expected of them, or possibly when they don't understand how the work that they're doing contributes to the success of the business or the bigger vision that you've got, our employees become disengaged they switch off mentally. It doesn't motivate them. In fact, it does the opposite. When we provide clear goals and expectations, it helps them understand what they're working towards and how they are contributing to this, whether they are, you know, folding widgets in a factory, whether they are, you know, putting the invoices through the system. It doesn't matter what their role is. People want to feel like they are contributing to something bigger and they want clear goals and expectations. When we don't provide clear goals or expectations or parameters or boundaries, you know, this could be extrapolated into a whole range of mistakes, couldn't it? Then we can have confusion with our people. And when people are confused, it can lead to frustration. So a great example of this is recently I was doing some work with a business in the communications space. So their team were responsible for writing different types of communication pieces. And one of the most common complaints I had from the staff when I was talking to the team and they would tell me this individually and independently was that they felt frustrated because they were not given clear parameters around what was expected of them. So they would walk away from the project brief feeling confused, feeling uncertain. And what what ended up happening, of course, you can put yourself in this situation, is what they produced was not what the manager expected. There was then lots of toing and froing, lots of rework. Put yourself in that employee's space. How do you think that made them feel? Like they weren't very good at their job. Like... Um, they were making mistakes, like they didn't understand the brief. Of course they didn't. You weren't clear about it. 
and they feel useless. They they have that sense that they're not very good at this. You don't want your team walking away from work feeling that way. And what it came back to was that the manager was not providing clear expectations. They were loosey-goosey with the communication and they expected the employee to somehow read their mind and come back with the right outcome. And of course they didn't. So when we're not clear, what we get is confusion and confusion always ends up at some point in the process leading to frustration. And as you can imagine, people who are confused and frustrated tend not to be particularly motivated at work. So the lack of clarity around those expectations leads to that. It can also lead to like a sense of aimlessness, like people are wandering through and doing things, but it's not in any clear direction or with any clear intent or purpose. So they may get sidetracked, they may not spend their time doing the right things, they may wander off a different path. All of that impacts motivation because when people don't feel tied towards a sense of common good, a sense of a a desired outcome, a, a success factor, then of course, they're just going to make up what that looks like for them. And that's not going to motivate them necessarily. And on the flip side, when we are clear, then people feel valued. They feel like they're successful. They, they leave work every day feeling like, ah, oh, got that done, accomplished that. That creates motivation. So the first roadblock to successfully motivating our people and the mistake I see business owners make over and over and over again is that we fail to provide clear goals and expectations. And Brené Brown sums this up perfectly for me because I I love this quote because it's so simple. Clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. And I think that's where we fall into this trap as business owners. We think being, being clear is being brash, rude, bossy, demanding. It's not true. Being clear is being kind. It's giving our team members what they want and what they need. So the sooner we can get over that, and and this is particularly true for those that don't love being the boss, that want to be liked, that want to be a friend, often that want to treat people like their family. Not that that's a bad thing, but you've got to understand that you've, you've still got to provide the direction and the clarity as well. So mistake number one, we fail to provide clear goals, clear expectations, clear boundaries, clear parameters. We're not very clear is the crux of it. Is that resonating with you? Have you found yourself falling into that trap before? Maybe you're in that trap now. I definitely have fallen into that trap before, early in my leadership career where I just thought, oh, I'll know what to do. Or I'm sure, you know, I don't want to sound bossy. I don't want to come across as that kind of boss. So I definitely resonate with that. On the other end of this spectrum is the opposite end of things. And this is the second mistake that I see people make, that you're micromanaging your people. Now, this is for people, who do I often see falling into this trap? It is often people that have come out of corporate, high-paying, highly intellectual roles who have had a very solid career themselves independently that have then gone into running a business, owning their own business. And sometimes they get they get really frustrated with their team very quickly that their team aren't like them. And I say this all the time. So many people come to me and say, I just need to find someone who's just like me. No, you don't. No, you don't. Firstly, they don't exist. 
you're, you're a unicorn, we're all a unicorn. You can't find someone just like you. And secondly, if it was just, if they were just like you, they'd be running their own business. And that's not what you want in your business. So stop expecting people to be just like us. But the trap we fall into when that doesn't happen is we can swing very hard towards micromanaging our people. Now, what is micromanaging if you're not familiar with that term? Micromanaging is when you are super duper closely monitoring everything your team member is doing. Like you're monitoring it to an excessive degree. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be tracking what people are doing, obviously, but micromanaging is when you are so, like I'm picturing like helicopter parenting almost. You are just so looking over every minute detail about what they're doing that they don't have room to breathe without your permission. You would be definitely, if you're micromanaging, you're not letting them make their own decisions. You're not letting them use lateral thinking. And here's a tip. You're often getting frustrated that they're not using their lateral thinking. But when you're micromanaging, you're not giving any room for that to happen. Now, there is a distinct difference between providing clarity that I've just spoken about and micromanaging. Providing clarity, this is what our goal is and this is what I'm expecting you to do, is great micromanaging what and how they're doing things at every single second of the day is not great. And the flow on effect when we micromanage people is that what it says to our people is, I don't trust you. I don't trust you to make a decision. I don't trust you to do the job. I don't trust you to get to the next step without me telling you to do the next step. What do you think it does psychologically to our people? my boss doesn't trust me. I don't think I'll try very hard for my boss. There's, in some people's mind, micromanaging is giving people everything they need to succeed. It's not. Micromanaging tells people, my boss doesn't trust me. That's not very fun. I don't feel valued. I don't feel seen. I don't feel recognized. They don't have faith in my skills or my judgment. It is possibly one of the quickest ways to get your employee to lower their morale, to become disengaged and to not be motivated at all. I mean, put yourself in that situation. How would you feel if you were the one being micromanaged? It does not, it does not create a culture of motivation when micromanagings happen. And even worse, when it becomes part of your culture because you're micromanaging the people under you, you're teaching them that that's how you want them to manage the people under them and it can have an absolutely horrendous impact on your culture overall. You're teaching people not to think for themselves, not to make decisions on their own. It's stifling innovation. It's stifling creativity. It's stifling effective problem solving and it is absolutely holding your business back if you're micromanaging. Now, Sometimes our micromanagers are our control freaks. Now, I'm a bit of a control freak for those that don't know me. So I I definitely have to watch myself on the micromanaging. But as I said, I'm much more likely to sway towards failing to provide clear goals than I am to micromanage. But if you are a control freak, this might be a natural instinct for you because you want to be in control. You want to know it's done right. So you need to pull back. But this is definitely the other mistake. And those two first mistakes are almost at the opposite ends of that how to be a boss spectrum. You don't want to be the laissez-faire boss who does no managing and you don't want to be the micromanaging boss. Those two things just kill motivation in an instant. 
The third mistake that I see people make is something we've chatted about on the podcast a lot recently. Yet still, it comes up as one of the biggest mistakes business owners, managers, leaders make when motivating people. And that is focusing solely on monetary value-based rewards. So why is this such an issue? Now, we've spoken in previous episodes about the difference between internal and external motivation or intrinsic versus extrinsic, I should say. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, take a listen. I'll pop a link actually in today's show notes to those previous episodes. But what's the impact when we try to motivate people solely based on monetary rewards? Here's what I see as some of the biggest impacts. The first thing that happens every time is you are creating a culture of entitlement with your people. And I've had this discussion actually with some of our members of People Powered HR recently, where they were talking about ways that they could motivate their team and had come up with a really good idea. And straight away, instinctively, they said, oh, but hold on, won't they be expecting that again the next time they do that thing? And that's really great thinking to process Because whilst monetary benefits can be definitely valuable in a motivation piece, they can also create this sense of entitlement. You're teaching your people to chase the next dollar increase, to chase the next bonus, to chase the next reward. Now, when you're doing that, you're not uh, teaching them to chase success or to chase productivity because you're motivating them in a different way, right? So focusing solely on monetary rewards doesn't motivate people in the right direction. It also shouldn't be the only motivator, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, because people, of course, want money, and to some extent, everyone is motivated by money, but it's not the main thing people are motivated by. And so whilst offering rewards and incentives that are monetary-based can have its place, it can only have its place when some of the other things exist. And the third problem with motivating based solely on money is often for businesses, it's not sustainable. And you really have to think about the flow on effect once you start going down that slippery slide of a monetary based motivation strategy. And I talk about this a lot with, again, our People Powered HR members and certainly our Power Boss coaching program participants is creating things like bonus structures and bonus systems. And when when we've got a tiny team, like we've got three or four, what we create then might work for them. But when we've got a team of 15 and we want to have the same system in place, I have seen businesses nearly send themselves broke because the system they created was financially viable then, but it was not financially viable when they had to triple it because they tripled their team. So if you're going to do any of that, you've got to think about the sustainability of it because there's no point motivating people using money if it's not sustainable, because what's going to happen, they're going to feel like they've lost when you take that away. And they're going to feel like uh, something's been removed from them. And that's not motivating. So when you're motivating based on money, you're getting people motivated towards the wrong thing. And so it's not the right kind of motivation. And it's not the only kind of motivation. So that's, again, a really common mistake. And I won't go too much more into detail on that one because we have covered it off before, but I thought it was an important addition to this episode because it is a consistent top, it's usually in the top two, to be honest, mistakes people make when they're trying to motivate their people. So let's recap the three points that we've made today. There are many mistakes that I see business owners and leaders make when trying to motivate their people. But today I wanted to touch on three of the most common 
the most consistent roadblocks people put in place. They fail to provide clear goals and expectations because oh, I don't want to be the boss or, or maybe, you know, the other thing that happens with that, you're actually not very clear on it yourself. And if you're not clear on the goals and expectations, of course, you're not going to articulate them clearly with your team, right? So mistake number one, failing to provide clear goals and expectations. Remember Brené Brown's quote, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you're micromanaging your people. You're not letting them breathe without your permission. So you're certainly not letting them have a creative thought, think laterally, make a decision, get on with the job, do something better, faster, smoother when you're micromanaging them. People feel untrusted if you are micromanaging. And there's no faster way to demotivate someone than a feeling of not trusting them, right? And the third mistake, you are focusing solely on monetary rewards, which is your fast track to motivating your people towards the wrong thing. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you think, oh, uh uh-oh, I have made one of those mistakes, I'm making one of those mistakes right now, know that you are not alone. They are the most common mistakes for that reason. It happens over and over again. But the good thing is they are totally avoidable. You can switch it up at any time. And if you would like to go deeper on this topic and you're listening to this episode around the time it's going live, mid-March 2023, don't forget to join me for my free webinar I'm running on the 22nd of March, How to Transform Your Team from Good to Great. I'm going to be unlocking the secrets of building a motivated and high-performing team, and I'm going to go deeper into these key mistakes business owners are making and the strategies you can be putting in place instead to really motivate your people. You can get your free seat now. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash great. I will put a link in today's show notes, wherever you are listening to this episode, you can grab that. And I'd love to see you on the webinar where we're going to go a whole lot deeper into this topic. All right, that is it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And I can't wait to chat to you again next week. Have a great week. 